Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Kat and I will be your host for this evening and on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for 45 years and each month on these trainings we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com. Tonight we are talking about being the calm in the storm and uncovering your significance. We have an amazing guest with us this evening, our very own Director of Training, Kathy Quinlan Perez. She has been in the personal growth industry for over 30 years. And in addition to the PSI Basic Seminar, she facilitates both the Life Success Course and the Women's Leadership Seminar. Kathy, are you with us? I most certainly am. Welcome. We're excited to have you. Well, I'm actually very excited, too. Thank you very much for inviting me to be on this call. You know, I was thinking about what an honor and privilege privilege it is to actually get to do these podcasts and it's even more fun when I go out to different cities and or people that come to say seven to the life success course and they say, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for that podcast. And I'm like, oh, my God, which one did you listen to? And it's always so refreshing and so inspiring to hear that when people are actually listening and doing something with the work that we really do, because one of the things that I was thinking about is I got prepared for this call and why I think it's such an honor and privilege, because it's always another opportunity for me to really check in in my life, to confirm where I'm utilizing the tools and to acknowledge where I'm utilizing the tools and how far I've come, but yet at the same time to take stock at what possibly I could be avoiding and or where I could be moving much quicker in my life. Because the truth is, is that no matter, you know, no matter how long we've been doing this work, once you get on this train, it's a lifelong journey. And that's really what I want to speak to everybody on the call tonight and the purpose of tonight. Because I know that many times there's graduates, graduates that took the basic seminar 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, or even two months ago. And people that are leadership graduates, people that are life success graduates. And so first of all, I just want to welcome all of the graduates that are on the call and all the guests that said, you know what? I want to hear what this is all about because that's where we're going to move in our life is that are you utilizing everything that's available to you? And that actually has been the beauty of Sci Seminars in 45 years that, you know, a dream started by Mr. Wilhite and Jane Wilhite. And, you know, thank goodness that Jane Wilhite kept the vision alive and has kept the vision alive. In fact, it's funny, I think I'll share this, is that as I was preparing for the call, I wanted to use one of Jane's lines and I called her and she's just so brilliant because I don't like to use people's lines unless I give uh, credit to them. And so I said, hey, I just wanted to know if it's okay with you if I use one of your lines. And she goes, oh, of course. And so we started talking about the call and she just has such a grounded, directed, just a such a powerful way to address things and something I definitely 
am working much more proficiently and uh, much more committed to getting to that place. You know, it's funny because as we came up with the what the topic of tonight was really, you know, getting yourself grounded and how do you stay, how do you get to the source when there, how do you stay grounded when everything is absolutely chaotic around you? And so it was really great to just talk to Jane because she definitely is a great example of a woman that throughout the years has stood in her power and has definitely created a life that she desires and definitely has uncovered the significance that she is. And did she have adversity in the last 45 years of doing that? Heck yes. And so what I want to address tonight is all of those things, because the truth is, is that this work isn't just going to the basic seminar for three days, going to the life success course for seven days, or going to the leadership seminars for nine days, or playing PLD, our Pace Setters Leadership Dynamics, for 90 days. I mean, you know, just because you did a training, just because you did a 90-day course doesn't mean everything in your life is just going to be magical. It doesn't work like that. That's not how life works. Are you given tools that you can access and utilize on a daily basis that will support you in getting through the muck? And the truth is, is the world throws muck at us. They throws, life throws us curveballs. That's just the way it is. And if we start to let those curveballs get us down, we're doomed. It's almost like those curveballs, which often we talk about in the basic seminar, is our obstacles. Our obstacles, those curveballs, are actually thrown at us to get us in a state of growth. And they're actually an incredible opportunity. Like, oh my gosh, the way I'm doing it isn't working. What can I possibly do different? And that is truly the value of continuing this work and to getting on a train and making a commitment to having your own personal growth, a lifelong journey. And that's the truth, a lifelong journey and most importantly, creating and surrounding yourself with people that will support you in living your life from a responsible place. A responsible place, meaning what we talk about in the basic seminar, responsibility out of the choices I make, I create my life. And based on the choices that we make, here's what we've created. So every choice that I made 20 years ago, 30 years ago, is definitely affecting the life that I've created today for myself. And so the key is, how am I responding to what happens out of that choice? So I can respond and get all freaked out by it, or I can respond and get proactive about it. And I could get all victimy about it, which, you know, okay, that'll work, not, is that I have to actually go, wait a second, what's really happening here? And the beauty of really getting on this train is when you actually realize that it isn't all a bed of roses. It really isn't. It really is a lifelong journey of personal growth. I think that sometimes what happens is that we get there's somewhat of an addiction to immediate gratification. And, you know, that doesn't really happen. And any of us that have spent any time at the gym or any time 
shifting our eating habits or our behavior, we don't always see results for weeks as we started it and sometimes months. And so sometimes, and the other part I was thinking about is that, you know, once you really start to use the tools and once you start to actually access what you've been given and what's around you, that the problems that you solve today will not be the same problems that you solve two years from now. Because two years from now, you're going to have a completely different thought process. So one of the things that I would really like people to start to ask yourself as you're listening to this uh, podcast is, okay, so without making myself wrong, based on results, what has been my thinking that is creating the results that I currently have in my life? Because as Mr. Wilhite would always say, results often harsh, but always fair. They tell you exactly how it is. And so one of the things that I talked to Jane about was, and this is really her line, is to really start to ask yourself, am I living in a river of abundance or am I living in a puddle? And I remember we had a conversation about this about, oh golly, it was probably about six months ago before we did uh, our last big class at the ranch where we had 400 people up there uh, and it was called Next 10. And we were talking about this whole idea of living in this river of abundance and living in a puddle. And it really definitely got me thinking about where I was. And again, that's why I love doing these podcasts because I get to like, you know, peel back more layers of the onion and go, wow, oh my gosh, I have definitely been living in a puddle over here. I am not living in that river of abundance. So river of abundance, meaning that I'm actually using the tools. So I'm using my screen of the mind. I'm actually seeing the perfect end result and really believing it. Because if I see it, but if I don't really believe it, it's not going to happen. So back to our age old concept in the basic seminar, conceive, believe you will achieve. I've got to conceive it but I must believe it and then I will achieve it. But the downside of that is we actually think it's going to happen overnight. Now, granted, there are some things that do happen overnight. However, there are some things that don't. And so it takes so much rigor and so much discipline to be patient. You know, a very good friend of mine, the area director of Phoenix has a great line that you've got to do the small stuff. And sometimes we're not rigorous enough to do the small, the small stuff, but we've got to do the small stuff because the small stuff is actually what prepares us for the big stuff. So when you can actually conceive, believe, and achieve, you can see that end result. You got to trust that your actions and your behavior is aligning behind what it is that you want. And that always goes back to what am I thinking? And are you using the tools that you have? Are you using your workshop? You know, are you going, God, I can't find this solution. Because the truth is, is consciously we don't always have the solution. But I guarantee you, unconsciously we do. But we've got to be willing to have that patience and that, that discipline to actually work towards getting it. And what are my I am's? So what am I actually saying to myself? If I'm telling myself it's not possible, guess what? It's not. If I'm saying to myself, this is going to be hard, guess what? It is. If I say, 
And I could say, oh my God, this is going to be so challenging, but how exciting. So I'm looking at a challenge as uh, opportunity and excitement versus, versus a challenge as something to move away from. And am I really practicing giver's gain? I mean, the opportunity that I've had being up at site seven the last few years is definitely this, the whole concept that's introduced in the basic seminar of giver's gain. And I remember Ernestine Fisher, uh, an amazing mentor and incredible, incredible woman. And she would always say, givers gain unless they want to. And I always have to repeat that to myself. And I repeat it all the time in the classes. Because if I'm doing something to get something, I'm not giving. And that spins people up so sideways. And I love, I love it because it gets us all thinking and truly examining where I'm coming from. I know that sounds so seminarish, but it's so true. I mean, <clears throat> it's so interesting that one of the things I was thinking about as I got prepared for this call is I was thinking about that there was two very, very significant moments in my journey of taking the classes. And those two very significant moments have led to so many other significant moments. But I always have landed back on, and again, that's what I'm going to ask everyone to be thinking about, is where are you landing? And what I've landed on is that I absolutely am very clear I am significant. And I'm very clear I matter. And in that, people matter. Because I am insignificant without the we, and we is insignificant without the all. And so I want to go back to, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address more of that as we go. But one of the things that has hit me even more strong in the last year specifically is that the truth is we're all in this together. So if you think of just that concept by itself, like we are all in this together, like really we were put on this planet to do this dance called life together. Now, if you actually started to look at people as they're a part of you versus separate, how much more significant would you feel in your life? I mean, how many times are we letting our prejudices, our, uh, our political beliefs, our religious beliefs, our economic beliefs, our physical beliefs are, you know, how we look and how old we are, our age beliefs are, I could go on and on and on. But if you really stood in, okay, wait a second, I am put on this planet to do this dance called life together and that every single person matters. So how am I treating them? And if I go back to another one of the principles that we teach in our classes, what you put out comes back. So what, what am I actually putting out today? It might not come back this moment and it might not come back from the same source, but it will come back. And I want to, I want to address this whole puddle because when Jane and I talked about this whole concept of the river of abundance and the, uh, am I standing in a puddle? There was one specific area of my life that I was definitely, I went, oh my gosh, I am in the puddle. And what I realized, I was in the puddle because I had made it all about me. Like more my thought process was, what's in it for me? 
And I was like, wow, Kathy, how did you let this happen? And I just, it just brought a much wider perspective to the whole concept and the whole reality of giving and how am I filling myself up? Because the truth is, is that if we keep giving, but we're not giving to ourselves, that is where we're depleted. That is when chaos and every curveball, when it gets thrown at us, it'll tear us apart. But if we actually are creating balance and balance meaning that you're taking care of all aspects of your life and all aspects of your life includes you. So if that you means that you spend 30 minutes a day meditating or you spend 45 minutes at the gym or what you're doing is making sure everything you put into your mouth in regards to food or drinks or whatever else that it actually is for the betterment of you. And, you know, like when we actually start to go, okay, am I really taking care of myself? Because I think what happens is that when we start to get into the place of what's in it for me, we've lost focus because we don't think that we're getting our cup filled back up. And why we're not getting it filled back up is because we're spending too much time giving to everybody else. We're not actually giving them time to give to ourselves. And we're not giving ourselves time. So the key here is to really start to examine what, which river are you standing in or which puddle are you standing in? And to start to ask yourself, where are you really? Are you really coming from a place of grounded and are you working towards the perfect end result? Or is it, and if you can't see that, if you can't see the perfect end result, then quite possibly you're not setting goals for yourself that are worthy of you. Or you might start to ask yourself, how come you're not seeing the perfect end result? How come you're not willing to actually paint a picture for yourself? Like here's the relationship I want. Here's how I want to look physically. Here's what I want, where I want my wealth side, my liberty to be. Here's why I want to actually be in my contribution side, in my spiritual side. Here's how I really want my relationships to be. Because if I go, if we go back to responsibility, so if I am the source of everything that's happening in my life, so I could get all too by that, or I could go, wow, that's actually freedom. If I'm the source, that means I can shift it. If I really, truly am the source of what I'm creating. And so when I'm, when I'm actually being grounded and directed, like I know the perfect end result, I can see the picture, I will be rigorous. I will do my due diligence. I will do the things that I have to do to set myself up. But if I'm just letting it happen, why? and now all of a sudden I'm frustrated, well, take a look at how you've been doing it. And it's not, and you know, most people are gonna get upset and they're gonna beat themselves up, but okay, that's useful. So what you have to do is like, okay, stop beating myself up and go, okay, what do I need to do to course correct this? And to start to add, you know, another great thing that I've heard in, you know, my last 30 years is, you know, it's to start to ask myself, and, and I'm going to ask everybody else to do this too, is why am I doing and saying what I'm about to do and say? So if what I'm doing and what I'm saying isn't about the end result, start asking yourself, how come you're doing it? So are you again putting yourself in that little puddle and only concerned about what it is that you're going to get yourself, what you're going to get out of it? 
and, you know, start to ask yourself, wow, when did this become all about me? When did I start, stop seeing or start seeing that I wasn't connected? You know, a couple of questions that you could start to ask yourself is what's really the thinking that's driving you? You know, so often we as human beings, we're driven by certain needs. You know, we're driven by a need for approval. You know, we want to get approval from somebody else or or we're doing things because we're driven by a need to be liked or we're driven by a need to be in control or often we're driven by a need just to fit in or a need to get approval. I mean, there is some key things to do some internal inventory, so to speak. And the truth is, is that sometimes when we do that internal uh, inventory, we may not like all the things that we see. However, when we see those things, instead of beating ourselves up about it, as I said, it's like, good thing that you're seeing it now because you can actually do something about it. You know, because I've had people work for me and I've had per- people work alongside of me. And I've had them be in a place with that what was driving them was to get my approval. And that's never going to happen. Is like, based on the fact that you're working with me, obviously I approve of you. I might not always approve of the things that you're doing or saying, but that doesn't mean I don't approve of you as a human being. But you're, if you're looking at outside of yourself to get validation about you, you are going down a tube where I promise you there is absolutely no cheese whatsoever. You know, sometimes every single moment you just have to stop and ask yourself, wow, what am I really committed to here? Based on results, clearly I am committed to creating chaos. And when you take a look at that and go, okay, So based on results, that's what I've actually created. It's not bad. It's not wrong. It's just that's what it is. So you've got to stop and go, okay, that's not what I really am committed to. Based on results, it looks like I am. But no, no, no. I got to regroup myself here and get myself back to what do I really stand for? Like, no kidding, what do I stand for? What am I willing to really say, here's where I stand and the world will adjust? You know, if at the end of the day, I mean, the, the greatest hope that I ca- can have for all of us is at the end of the day that each of us can honestly, with integrity, put our head on the pillow and be proud of who we were that day. Did I give? Did I receive? Did I treat people the way I want to be treated? Did I let people give to me? And... and <clears throat> Instead of, so often, we beat ourselves up about what I didn't get done. Oh my gosh, I got to get this done. Stop. Like, okay, didn't get that done. But someplace you've got to create a neutrality inside of yourself. And you got to give yourself a break. I mean, one of the things that I think is, it's a reality. I mean, change is constant, period. So you can, cons- you can completely resist the change, or you can actually get in a flow that starts to plant seeds. You see, this whole concept of to think is to create and the whole vision of Psy seminars, Psy world seminars, is world peace one mind at a time. 
So I hope that I see that, that I see, I hope I see that as a reality based on results. I'm not sure if I'm going to, however, I will never give up planting the seeds because that reality may very well be seen by my children, by my nieces, by my nephews. All I can do today is keep asking myself, what am I committed to? And am I doing whatever it takes? We talk about uh, what I refer to as the commitment ladder at the Life Success Course. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because I'm going to wait for everybody to actually come to Site 7 or for those Site 7 graduates that are on the call, get out your notes. Is So often we use the word commitment, but actually what we're saying is I really want to or I hope to do that or I'm really going to try to do that or we say, you know, I'm committed, but when the rough, you know, when the when it starts getting tough, all of a sudden we bail. It's kind of like I was thinking about this is that, you know, when I finally said I do, you know, I didn't get married until I was 39 years old. Now, my picture of what I thought marriage was going to be what is completely different than what it is almost 20. I mean, we're going to celebrate our 24th anniversary this month and it is completely different. However, if I stayed stuck on what I thought it was and what it became, we would not still be married. And so sometimes, you know, I got to adjust. So I got to go back to, okay, what am I attempting to be right about? Do I, what am I really committed to? Is I, if I'm committed to making a difference on this planet, sometimes I've got to adjust. Sometimes I've got to shift how I'm being so that there's a different outcome. I've got to look at people and go, okay, how do I have to be to get through to them? You know, the truth is to be a great leader in this world, you have got to be a great follower and keep asking yourself, what are you really committed to? I mean, there's so much I could continue completely talking about that. I just, oh my God. See, here's the deal is that I hope you are, are, you're uncomfortable out there in your life because when we're doing great things, we are going to definitely get uncomfortable. It's going to get uneasy. It's going to be like, holy Toledo, I have no idea how to do this. I love that feeling. You know, that's when things are going to turn out extraordinary because it gets our creative juices going versus this, you know, not everything's going to be perfect. You know, again, I want to remind everybody on the call, it's the seed you plant today that grows the tree that you might not even see for 20 years. That's believing, you know, somebody said that, and it was so perfect when she referred to, um, Sci seminars, graduates as the people that make the impossible possible. And I think about that every single day is that, and I believe that for human beings, when we actually get how incredibly, incredibly powerful we are, and we are, when we actually get ourselves congruent, meaning our mind, our conscious mind, our subconscious mind, our superconscious mind are in alignment, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And when we truly get that we were put on this planet to be in this dance and we were put on this planet, I mean, think about this. Think if is we were put on this planet for us to figure out what our purpose, our fulfilling purpose really is. 
Now that is exciting versus sitting around waiting for something to happen. I'm actually standing in responsible. I'm going to make something happen. I am the source. And if it's to be, it's up to me. That is so exciting to me. And one of the things that I thought about was that there's a, there is a quote by Eric Hoffer and it is the learners will inherit the earth while the learned will find themselves pleasantly equipped for a world that no longer exists. So start asking yourself, are you being a learner in your life or are you waiting for something to happen? Are you utilizing everything around you to further your personal growth? Our mind is a gold mind. And so ask yourself, what are the seeds you've been planting in that field, that gold mind that you have been given? We are always in a state of growth and clearly a state of decay. And keep asking yourself, where am I? Am I in a state of growth? And sometimes we think the state of growth, that all of a sudden things are supposed to be happening, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, you're planting something. Are you moving towards what you say that you wanted or are you moving away? So you can either sit around and get irritated about it, or you can get back on this train called your life and absolutely get that your life matters, that you are significant, and that you were put on this planet to make extraordinary things happen. And those extraordinary things are not comparable. You know, that's another thing I want you to start to ask yourself. Are you doing the comparison shopping? Are you comparing yourself to other people? Are you looking at like, okay, this is what I have to give in this moment? Or are you always telling yourself it's not enough because you just looked over at that person? Like, no, you are you and what are the gifts that you've been given and are you utilizing them and giving them out into a world that today in this world, this world is crying out for us to contribute And I think contribution comes in all different ways. And the first place it starts is at home. Are you treating the people around you with love and respect and consideration and really listening to what it is that they need and what it is that they want? And when was the last time you really asked them? So I thank you so much, everyone, for being on this call tonight. I hope there's so many gems that you can take away. And I think that we might have some questions at this time, Kat. Yes, we do. We have a bunch of questions. And thank you for those great reminders. You know, I am excited to constantly be on a a journey of growth. And before we go into the questions, I just want to take a moment for everyone on the call who has not yet done our classes. If you want more tools to support you in uncovering your significance and stepping into your personal power, the basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away to achieve goals beyond what you previously thought possible. Uh, The basic is an experiential class where you will be immersed in powerful exercises and get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. Again, if there's anything you want more, better, or different for yourself and your life, then go to PSIBasicSeminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. 
We hold classes in cities across the country, so find a location and date that works for you. Again, that's PSIBasicSeminar.com. Now for some questions. First off from AL, it's one thing to be calm in the storm, but what about huge hurricane type stuff like the death of a loved one, a bad medical report, business failure, etc. What to do about the big stuff that happens in reality? Oh, love that question. And it's a question that I can completely relate to. And I think that welcome to life. And uh, I think that sometimes when we're faced with, you know, a death of someone, it just reminds me of that. Have I done everything that I could in the time that I had them? So again, going back to every single day counts. And when we're hit with a disease, so one of the key, and you could talk to any doctor about this, whether it's chemotherapy, a surgeon, whatever it is, you have got to see the perfect end result and utilize everything in front of you to get yourself healthy. It might not look pretty, but it is, I believe, that there is a reason. And I really do believe that. And sometimes that reason is to slow us down. Sometimes that reason is to appreciate what we've been given, to appreciate what we have around us. And it's sad. And there's a grieving process. And I think sometimes we don't allow ourselves to actually grieve. And I think we need to let ourselves do that. And to remind all the greatness that we got from that person And sometimes we have these things thrown at us because it might just be time to start to forgive that person and in many aspects, forgive ourselves. So I think that I think it's a natural process of things that happen in life and it's the grace of how we handle it. And again, it is so important to forgive and to communicate. Great. That actually leads right into this next question from R.H., how can I stop feeling guilty for my mistakes and somehow forgive myself so I can start living? Well, as I uh, referred to a little bit in the podcast, is that you might want to start asking yourself, is what are you getting out of feeling guilty? And, you know, uh, I say this as a joke, so no one please don't get offended, but I'm a Catholic. And so, you know, we did really well in guilt. And, uh, So, and I'm, you know, I loved where I went to school and went to church and I still do. However, is that there's always something we get out of how we feel. So you've got to, gosh, why, why, what am I getting out of holding on to this? And that, I think when you really can answer that, answer that for yourself, uh, I think there'll be a freeing moment for you. But I also think in that process, when you really land on, what am I getting out of it? You've got to at some point go, okay, I got to forgive myself for going there. And, it, and I mean, I know that it sounds simple. However, it's a practice and it's, and it's a process. It's not going to just happen overnight, but you holding on to your guilt, I promise you that not everyone is getting all of you. And that's the other thing that I think all of us really want to think about is that when we hold on to things and we stand in the three R's, when we're resentful and we're in revenge and we have so much resistance, think of all the people in our life 
They don't get all of us. And that short changes, changes them. And most importantly, it short changes ourselves. And all that we're holding on to is another way that we actually bring on disease, dis-ease on so many levels within ourselves. Great. Next from MM. How do you keep your confidence when bad things happen and learn your own value and significance? Okay. So again, is that a bad thing happened, but you are not a bad person. You did a stupid thing or made a stupid choice, but you're not a stupid person. And so often what the outside circumstances or outside results, we start to define as who we are. You know, again, I learned something many years ago when someone said, you are not your result. So when I would start to attach myself to a result, I forgot who I was that actually created that result. And guess what? Another way to look at it is like to actually say to yourself, okay, guess I'll never do that one again. So it could be a learning, a learning process. Like I could use it as, wow, not going to go down that tube need to shift myself to go over here. I mean, again, it goes back to there are millions of ways to get something done. And guess what? Maybe we'll do like a hundred thousand different ways that don't work. It doesn't mean it's not going to work. It's just that, you know, every way I've picked so far didn't work. So that choice didn't work. Let me find a different one. So it's not who you are. It's just the choice that you made. It didn't work. But again, you're, you, you're letting, and I know it's a challenge, but how to let outside circumstances dictate who I am as a human being, I'm just falling into the, to a, that small puddle I was talking about. The outside circumstances is not who we are. The greatest news ever is no matter what your results have been, you can shift your future results. But the place you got to start is your thinking, your beliefs about you, and start lining up your thinking. So here's my thinking, and now my thought process, my attitude, and my behavior are now congruent. Now I will definitely shift my results. Great. Next from KS, when I feel my emotions welling up, what is the best way to stay in professional mode and not display them? Sometimes, you know, we have emotions. I guess I I would say that sometimes you've got to acknowledge it. Like, wow, I am reacting to this right now. Okay. All right. Give me a moment. Okay. Let me get back to this. You know, because we do have emotions. We do have reactions. And the more that you acknowledge it within yourself is you'll get much better at how you're responding to what that situation is. So I would assert quite possibly you're stuffing in too many things. So then you're reacting. So maybe take a few steps back. So before you're going into a meeting or you're having a session and you have some energy on some things, you might want to, okay, all my agendas, let me get out of me so I could actually walk into this meeting and be clear so that no matter what they're saying, it doesn't get on me. I use an example um, with these life success course graduates at the end of the day. I always tell them a technique and this might be very valuable for many people, is imagine yourself as a Teflon pan. So anytime somebody throws something out at you, it just rolls off. So you might want to give that a shot. Perfect. Next from BA, 
How do you find the line between remaining calm and when it's time to stop being completely calm? I think there, that is such a good question because I think passion is the greatest thing that we have as human beings. So you got to look at how you're defining calm is <clears throat> I consider myself a pretty calm person inside, but I definitely am passionate. And so calm meaning that I'm centered and congruent inside. But sometimes on the outside, what appears is passionate and going at something, but it doesn't mean I'm not calm. So calm doesn't mean that I'm always even keel and just really melancholy. That's just not what it means, is that I encourage you to show your passion about things. But also at the same time, you got to allow other people to show their passion. So we have a number of questions about uh, how to stay grounded and here from LB, how do you keep yourself grounded? How do I keep my level of awareness intact? And how can I master action versus feelings of resistance? So I think resistance is a great thing because it tells us that something's going on. So first step is uh, when you talk about being grounded. So again, you've got to be clear about what it is you want to accomplish. Like where, you get, where is the end result that you want? And not to get attached. You don't want to get attached to exactly how you're going to get there. Like I'm going to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay, well, guess what? I'm committed to getting to G, but I may have started at A and then I went to F and then I went back to B and then I went to C because that's what just worked. And so I think that sometimes that we get stuck in, it's got to look a certain way. But if I'm grounded in what the end result is, like, here's my purpose. Here's what I say I'm committed to. All hell can ba break loose, but it's going to happen because I'm certain and I'm grounded. So I think when we fall off that is that we're not grounded in it. And so we're, we're waiting for some approval from the outside. Like, am I doing this okay? Am I doing it right? Versus our certainty. Our certainty creates certainty in other people. So when you're not creating what it is you want to create around yourself, I'd have you start to look at, wow, have I lost my certainty? And there's a big distinction between arrogant and certain. Very big distinction. And the more that we work on the congruency inside of ourselves, you'll come across as certain versus uh, arrogant. I think our, our arrogance is definitely uh, fed by our ego, like we want approval and we want recognition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's a whole other call in itself. However, it all comes back to our certainty and our congruence within ourselves and being grounded in where I'm going. Like what's the end result I want and being willing to be okay. Cause here's the greatest news ever is that when you're certain about what the end result is going to be, there is chaos. And you know what? That chaos can be so exciting. Like there's some juice. When that chaos is going on, there's excitement that can be uh, pulled from the chaos to even make the result even greater than you thought was possible. Uh, next from GF. It seems that those who speak the loudest and who use fear tactics often galvanize people better than those who remain calm and logical. How do we get our voices and intentions heard when others intentionally try to drown them out? Let's see, age-old uh, 
age-old problem with uh, bullies is you got to look and go, okay, so do I address this? Is, you know, that's great that you want to bully us and your voice is louder than everybody else. However, nothing's really getting done by that. So I hope that you're open for a different point of view. So you're coming from not making them wrong, but you're pretty much stating the obvious. So you've got, and that's the truth. It's like there's a pink elephant in the room. Can we address it? And it's, it's not about whose voice is louder. It's who's, again, here's another great saying. He or she who is most certain wins. Okay, so next from LJ. How do you keep momentum and confidence going when confronted with many failures and roadblocks that are common as an entrepreneur starting up a new venture? How does one able to determine what to focus on as it is impossible to do everything? It's a really good question. And, you know, I have, I've got to be honest with you. I, I think that as an entrepreneur, do you have a mentor? Do you have a mentor that's been down that road before? So again, you got to go back to what we've been talking about. What's the end result? Are you picking a whole, are you being a promoter? As we talk about in our basic seminar, you got a whole bunch of projects that aren't getting done. Or do you have one that you're very clear and certain about that you're going to actually bring to, to fruition? Like it's really going to happen. And yes, that's great. You can have a bunch of balls bouncing, but eventually you want to win. And so <clears throat> do you have someone that is your mentor that you can look to that can guide you, not to tell you what to do, but to actually guide you because they've been there and done that. So truly, especially in business and especially in entrepreneurship, to actually get yourself a mentor. But before, but no one's going to take you on as a mentee unless you're clear about what it is that you want. But if you're ask, asking them to answer your questions, they're never going to take you on. Like you got to be clear and certain about this is what I want and I need some guidance. Great. Here's another question along the same lines. How do I know when to work through the stressful time or if it's a signal to stop doing what is creating the stress? For example, a very difficult work project. Should you keep working 12-hour days or quit the project? Oh, that's um, so easy. I mean, I, I don't mean to say it's easy. I really don't mean to diminish the question at all. But it really goes back to um, what are you committed to? I mean, I remember back in the day when I first got my very first position, like a real job after college, and I was given the assignment that now this just tells you how back in time this is. I was given the assignment to make a slideshow and it was going to be shown at this convention and I had to cut the film, put it in the little uh, slots and then put it into the, uh, the case and I literally for 24 straight hours, I was cutting film and putting it into the slide holders. Like I was so thrilled that I had this project. Like I was so thrilled that this would be a stepping stone to get to a career at that time that I wanted to do. So I think again, sometimes it is hard. Sometimes it is a struggle, but you got to ask yourself, okay, what is it that I want to get done? Now I might be doing things that are not effective, so that you got to look and go, okay, how do I have to regroup here? But you know what? Sometimes we do have to work 12 hours a day. Sometimes there are pr prices that we pay in our families to get something done. But again, you got to surround people that support you 
in getting there. And that goes within our family too. Sometimes we have to sit our kids down and say, you know, I'm working on a really big project. I'm not going to be around a lot. So I really need your support in getting this done. So I think that sometimes, and this might not be, not be the case for you, but based on how you worded the question is sometimes, you know, we think, well, if it's not easy, it's not worth it. No, sometimes it's very worth it. That's part of the journey. Again, like getting on this train, like sometimes we want, we so badly want to get to the destination. And I am here to say it's the journey that matters because if we are not experiencing the journey and, and knowing exactly what is happening moment by moment by moment of what we're creating, we'll get to the destination, but we will be so unconscious of how we got there that we will never duplicate it. So sometimes, yeah, you do have to work those hours and you got to ask yourself, is it worth it? Sometimes in a marriage, is it worth what we're going through right now? And I will tell you nine out of 10 times it is worth it. And sometimes it might not be, but that's a question you got to ask yourself. Does this align behind what I say I'm ultimately committed to in terms of my life? Is this supporting the kind of man or woman I want to be known for on this planet? Next, we actually have a message for you. Uh, Hi, Kathy. I am now the U.S. Army lead for women, peace, and security. I am humbled to what I have been handed and want to make the biggest difference I can. I know it starts inside me. PSI work and its network has set me up for success in my life, and I look forward to hearing about creating that calmness within and how I may attract it around the world and in my own communities of practice. Veronica. Oh my gosh, I know exactly who this is. Hi, Veronica. Oh, she's a, you are amazing, Veronica. You are a perfect example of someone that came into the, into the seminars and utilized everything that you learned and you practiced and you practiced and you practiced and you practiced. And did you have failures? Yes. Were you confused sometimes? Yes. So I hope you got so much out of listening to this. And I just want you to acknowledge yourself because I know who you are, Veronica, and you don't always do that, is that you would not be put in the position that you're in if you could not be the greatest leader of all time. Like you are an inspiration to me and a great example of what this work is all about. So, oh, kudos to you and that group is you are leading them in the absolute right direction. I'm so excited. That's so, I love that. Yes. Isn't she amazing? So we do have a lot of people on the call who have not done any of the classes. So Kathy, I was hoping you could take just a few minutes to explain what our trilogy of classes is before you uh, do a wrap up on the call. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm glad that you asked that question because uh, I, when you were talking about the basic seminar, I was thinking of it in so many different ways is, you know, cause I actually last night was talking to a woman who was so inspirational from uh, Michigan, that she came out to San Francisco, her and her husband, to do the basic seminar. And just how inspiring it was to hear, like, here are these two incredibly successful people. And they really came to the basic seminar and will continue to do these classes because things are working and they want to build on what they know is working. 
and build on all the things that they didn't even know that they knew and all the things that they didn't even know that they didn't even know. I think, yes, in the basic seminar, do we uncover limiting beliefs? But I also think that we uncover all the beliefs that actually are working is that we get to look at both. We get to look at what's effective, what's not effective. And we get to start to see, oh, wow, I, wait a second. We start to see that sometimes we get ourselves pigeonholed. And in the basic seminar, I think we start to see we are a much, big, much bigger human being than we thought and that we can hold so much more in our world, so much more in our relationships as a mother, as a father, as a friend, as a sister, as a brother, in our business, as an employee, how we are as a human being. And that we really get to look, you know, lift up a mirror and take a look at ourselves. And I think the beauty of what we get to rediscover is what's incredible about us. And yes, do we get to see some things that, wow, if I actually took this on, imagine where I could be in six months, in one year. Imagine if I took that seed and started to plant it, what could possibly grow in the next five years. And so many people then come to the Life Success Course because, okay, I'm going to take myself to a whole new level. I'm going to break through whatever it is that p quite possibly, maybe if I put, if I rated my life on a scale of one to 10, maybe I'm at an eight. So if I did the comparison shopping thing, eight looks pretty good to the world around me, but what's possible is a 10. So what is the missing link? What's between the eight and the 10? So whatever that is to actually bring that up and boom, bust through that and experience myself going further than I ever thought was possible, specifically in the areas in terms of the things that I put attachments to, to me in my relationship with myself, my relationship with other people, how I'm trusting myself, how I'm trusting other people, how I'm, what really is my purpose and getting a very clear clarity of what my purpose is. And to really utilize, you know, it goes back to a question that was answered earlier is how someone uses fear as a tactic. It's so interesting is that, um, you know, fear is a great thing and we could also use it to destroy things. But if we remember that courage does not exist without the presence of fear, when there's something fearful in our life, that that's the time to call up our courage. And so what if you actually utilized the courage that you've been given? What could you actually create? So size seven is like transformational breakthrough. Amazing. Like as I was talking about on the call that there is no question in my mind that people leave size seven getting that they are significant 100% that who they are is enough and that they were definitely put on this planet to do this dance with other people. Because size seven, the life success course is designed that you can't do it without somebody else, period. We were not put on this planet to do it alone. That's why there's so many of us. And the leadership seminars, the men's and women's leadership seminars is an incredible opportunity that, okay, we've discovered, we've broken through, and now where am I in terms of leading myself in my life? Who am I really as a woman? Where do I stand? What is my contribution? Who am I as a man? Uh, what kind of, you know, defining yourself as a man, defining yourself as a woman. 
and sometimes, especially in this day and age, is sometimes redefining ourselves. Because how my mother defined being a woman is very different than how I define it. And what my role, what my mother's role was, or my grandmother's role was, is very different than what my role is. And I look at the same thing with my father and my grandfather. And so as as often as men and women, we get to redefine and define who we are as men, who we are as women. And the truth is, we got leadership starts with leading leading ourselves, and leading ourselves to influence other people. And ultimately, I'm going to believe, and I do believe, is looking out and making a contribution and making the world better than we found it so that we actually really are leaving this planet better for our future. And our future is our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews. Perfect. And then do you have a couple of takeaway points from the teaching to leave us with tonight? Oh, takeaway points. There's so many things I could say, but I'm going to keep it short is that number one, um, get on this lifelong journey called personal growth and that it is a journey. It is not a destination that every seed that you plant today will grow and you've got to trust that it's growing. You might not see it in your lifetime. You might, but you might not. And who you are does matter because otherwise you would not be put on this planet. That whatever obstacles, whatever chaos is thrown at you, look at those obstacles and that chaos as an opportunity. It wouldn't be thrown at you. It wouldn't be in your life if you did not have what it takes to get through it. Now you got to be smart enough and humble enough to actually go back to the basics to go, you know what? Maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I do need to become a learner and be okay with that. Like learners, as I said, will inherit the earth. And to know that, honest to goodness, every time you put your head on the pillow at night, give yourself a break. Acknowledge what's right about you versus what's wrong. Acknowledge what you did do versus what you didn't do. And as you look at other people, what's right about them? And to look at other people is like, okay, might look different on the outside, but what if, what if really and truly we are connected? How would you treat them? And that what you put out does come back. It just doesn't say from the same source. So thank you so much, Kat. Yeah, what an incredible call. Thank you so much, Kathy, for your teaching tonight. And thank you to everyone listening in. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, December 12th. Our topic will be Conceive, Believe, Achieve. You can register now at psilive.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSILive.com. If you are getting value from our podcast, don't forget to rate us and leave a review on iTunes and definitely share it with anyone you think would benefit. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com 
where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. Thank you for everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.